Hey everybody, welcome to You're Wrong. Say, Matt, what is everybody wrong about today? Everybody's wrong about the theater. And it's not just going to the theater or not going to the theater, but I think we all have to get on board with the idea that going to the theater is going to be fundamentally changed. We're never going to go back to it the way we used to go. Uh, just, just you know, for clarification, you're not talking about like regular theater. You're talking about movie theaters. Yeah, sorry, movie theaters. Yeah. Um, it's probably true for the the acting theater. What is that? That's not right. <laughs> the, <laughs> the live acting theater. Just, just the theater. Theater. But, car- yeah, but carry on. Carry on. I'm going to stop using theater that way, and I'll start talking about the cinema or movies. Okay, yeah. so you're wrong about going to the movie theater. There we go. Um, and <laughs> it, it was easily workshopped. So the reason why I think it's going to be fundamentally changed is, you know, the whole system of the theater and how it's built is very reliant on two things. One, um, the movie production companies giving theaters specific movies, essentially. And two people going to theaters and physically sitting there and watching the movie. Um, and, you know, I think we both know that, you know, it's it, so take these numbers for what they're worth because we're in Canada. But if you go watch a regular film in Canada, you're looking at about $15. And then, you know, you and I are, are rich elitists and we prefer going to the VIP. And that usually ends up charging us like what, 20, $25. I think it is. Yeah. I don't know if I like the moniker of rich, but carry on. We're we're not poor, and so we like to enjoy our. We go less, yeah. but we go. Yeah, to that's that. the that's the thing. It, yeah. The the reason why we can afford that is because we don't go every week. We won't we'll go like once yeah. every three months or something. Yeah, <laughs> and so you see theaters before COVID hit. Theaters were doing stuff like three D uh, or even four D. I think they had now where like you get like water blown on you or air and stuff, and yeah, um, and a whole bunch of different different tactics to make you go to the theater to have a good time. And, and the reality is, is that the theater experience is good or even great, but the system that it's built upon is flawed because movie theaters don't really make money off that ticket price. So even you know, that's why they want the VIP price because they make money off that. But the initial ticket price, they make very little money, and they're they're trying to sell you cents worth of popcorn for like fifteen dollars to make up that difference. Yeah, it's it's volume and you know associated sales for sure. So so now we're seeing movies come out and no one's really wanting to go to the theaters so we've got all sorts of different variations right tenant just came out and and they've been pushing that back christopher nolan wanted that in theaters a lot and and they only released it in theaters and i haven't really looked at the numbers for it in terms of people going to theaters but it certainly seems like people don't want to go to the theaters to watch anything no matter how good it is right well yeah i mean it's the same with like concerts right they like I had a bunch of concerts lined up to go to this year that obviously either got either you know canceled or pushed, and it's the same reason you don't want to be in like in the middle of a pandemic. You really don't want to be crammed inside a, a closed up space with like a bunch of strangers that you don't know if whether they're sick or not, right? So like yeah, just just on that note is going to be. I know I'm not going to go to watch Tenet as interested as I am in the premise. And I actually like Nolan as a filmmaker. I am not going to go. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I would argue that, and this is, well, it's a hot take. This is, you're wrong. But I think going to see music in, in a concert is a, is a more, is a, is a way more different experience than listening to it 
on at home versus watching a movie at home or watching a movie in a theater. I don't even think that that's that hard of a take. Like when you're watching, like that's why I'm not going to watch Metallica's concert, which was basically a drive-in. Like you go drive your car to a place where they're showing the concert on the screen. I'm like, I don't need to watch a movie of a concert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, so like, that's the thing, right? You're looking at movie theaters trying to do this. And and so we've seen a number of different companies handle it different ways. You know, I think the most recent one coming alongside the same a tenant is the new Bill and Ted movie. Um, it's you know it it's released into theaters. If you want to go, you can go right now. I was looking it up, and if you you and I want to hit it, we can go at uh, three forty this afternoon at the Young and Dundas Theater. Yeah, um, how about no? <laughs> yeah, but but if you really want to watch it, it's twenty bucks on Google Play, and I assume it's roughly the same price on on all the other video streaming options. And, right, and if you look at that, twenty bucks to watch it at home versus Let's say we, we did the cheap version at $15. Like, I'd pay $20 to watch that movie at home if I was going to pay 15 to watch it in the theater. Like, yeah, I can pause it. Like, yeah. Are you kidding you can Watch me? it whenever you want. You can yeah. pause it. Don't have, I don't have to pay $25 for popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. And, and like I said, I'm definitely not going. Like, it's... And honestly... There's, uh, I've, I've read that uh, AMC is in, in the US is doing like 15 cents uh, ticket prices. They're yeah. like, oh, go watch movies in 2020 with 1920 prices. Now, you know what also happened in, in a little bit before the 1920s, the Spanish flu? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to replay that either. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's fun. Just don't worry about COVID. Just worry about the Spanish flu. Yeah. It didn't do anything. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't I I think it's smart to offer it in a way like if if people are willing to go. Like I wish it wasn't, but you know people are entitled to you know, go like I said, cram themselves into a closed off space with air conditioning, with a bunch of strangers, right, and, and breathe that recycled air. So it doesn't matter how far you are from someone, you might even catch you know whatever they have because it's gone into the air conditioning and back out. But, you know, if, if people are willing to do that and it's not against any bylaw or law that was set, like, sure, offer it. But just like doing like Tenet, where is, that's the only option. I think that, honestly, I think the movie is going to tank in terms of, of just how many people are watching it just because you have no other choice but to go to, you know, the pandemic infested place and watch it there, right? So you're not you're saying that tenant is not worth getting COVID? I'm not, not for me at least. I mean, every, you know, you do you, but yeah. I would rather not if it's all the same to you. What <laughs> movie would be worth getting COVID for you? None. What the fuck? Not even not even the original Star Wars. No, I'll wait. Apparently, it's, apparently it's going to play again and again and again for forty years. I'll wait. Okay, I, I don't. I'm not sure you can do that. That's. That seems like to be future tech where you can watch something more than once, but uh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) What were you going to ask? What was that mad about what? Well, I was going to say, like, how mad would you have been if you went and saw, like, the, the, was it Last Jedi? Is that the, is that number nine or is that number eight? Return of, uh, Rise of Skywalker, sorry. Rise of Skywalker. How much magic would you have been if you went to watch Rise of Skywalker and then you got COVID? Oh my God. 
<laughs> you remember how mad I was just watching it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, come on. Like, like why? This is, this is, and I am going to go on the slight tangent here, but uh, I'll, I'll keep it short. But this is like, you know, people complaining that they couldn't go to, I don't know, get a haircut, like right as it began or, yeah, like like really, you can't do away with your small like you know conveniences, you know, in the face of something that's ravaging the world and you know killing people left and right. Like really, you have to go to the movies. You have to go watch Tenet in the theater. You have to go watch Bill and Ted in the theater. You can't, you know, pay about the same money you would pay anyway and watch it at home. Like, what's wrong with that? Oh, the TV is small, too small. Fuck you. Seriously. Come on. That's my tangent. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, for tangents, that's like pretty spot on, actually. Like you were very, very on the message. I'm shocked. Um, you raise an excellent <laughs> oh, fuck point. fuck you very much. <laughs> but you raise an excellent point. It's like the theater experience is used to be amazing compared to what you have at home. And now... I can get so many of the same things on a smaller scale in my house. You know, my, my, my apartment isn't optimized for sound necessarily, but you know, I have surround sound in my place. I have a nice TV. Um, you know, I can, I can watch everything at the same, a very good fidelity. It's maybe not the best. And like, obviously when you see those big space battles and stuff on a big screen, it looks fun, but, but if you're, you can stay home and we're talking about you and I who have, we have partners, but we have no kids. Imagine having two kids or three kids to not have to drag them to the theater, to not have to put up with all that nonsense. Yeah. Like it's a huge win to be able to sit in your house and watch new movies. And so like one of the examples I've seen is I was looking at Mulan, which Disney was supposed to release before COVID. So now it's coming on Disney plus, but it's coming with what they're calling premier access. So you can essentially it's, it sounds a bit weird, but basically you're paying 35 bucks to watch Mulan on Disney Plus before the people will. So I guess eventually it would hit Disney Plus. Who knows how long it's going to be? But you know, you pay thirty five bucks and then you can watch Mulan as much as you want. You, you basically own it, and it'll be there uh, as long as you're a subscriber to Disney Plus. And and well, on the one hand, for a single person to pay thirty five dollars for Mulan, I'm like, mm, that seems expensive. But now you're talking a family of four. That's downright dirt cheap versus having to pay sixty bucks. Or I guess there's a kid's fee. I don't know what it is, but like. Let's say it was ten bucks instead of fifteen. You're still paying fifty bucks to go to the theater and all that hassle when you can sit in your house and and watch it and have it for thirty five and your kids can watch the hell out of it. Yeah, and kids love to like watch things a million times. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. Why this is why I say like the the theater, the movie theater, not the live theater or Broadway <laughs> theater. Just to be clear, I, I think we understand it now. We're in the all middle right, of the conversation. Okay. Yeah, that experience sucks and it's not tenable the way it currently exists i mean yeah i and you know you're preaching to the choir with me because i there's a, the reason why i've convinced you that we should only go to to vip is because i don't necessarily enjoy the regular theater experience with people yelling and you know that kind of stuff i like that you know depending on the movie and yes yes call me a green try don't give a shit I, I like the <laughs> fact that no kids can be in there and shout their heads off while I'm trying to watch a movie. Yep. Right? And I understand that some movies are made for kids. And yeah, kids should go watch those. And, you know, you yeah, go absolutely. to the movie, 
you you're gonna get a kid movie experience all that jazz fine but like i wasn't even a big fan of the other like the regular kind of experience even including imax and that kind of stuff like i would much rather watch it on a like a regular movie theater screen on on a nice lazy boy sort of chair with you know food if i want to and alcohol if i want to although i yeah. don't usually do that but um and it's still like i yes it's it might be great in imax yes it might be great in 4d with i don't know stardust thrown in my eyes when i'm watching i don't know what the fuck Probably. happens to that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> but i like i i so i i think the whole idea behind a movie theater experience like going to a place with a bunch of people to watch the same thing i think that was fundamentally done a while ago because it used to be back in our, our parents time right where Mm-hmm. Sometimes some things I don't know how it was here in Canada, but like back home in Brazil, I know that you could only go watch certain like cartoons. You had to go to the theater, to the movie theater on Saturday morning and watch right. it there. Okay, right, and yeah. but that was a different thing. Like like you said, like the the quality of the 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 stuff you had at home to watch anything was really subpar, right? If you had them at all, it wasn't like now where every fucking room in a in a house has a TV. Right, you go into the fucking closet and there's a TV there. I have a, I have a TV in my pocket. Yeah, well, yeah. So all of us do, right? <laughs> yeah. That yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. And like you had one CRT crappy, you know, TV that had no remote, and you know, <laughs> often you had to go walk to it and slam it on the side so it, it stopped like skipping frames yep. or shit. Right. So that made sense. But as technology got better and as you know the you know the stuff that they that they had in a movie theater got even if it's smaller got ported to you know a way that you could do it at home. Like what what really was? And let's let's pick a a better movie, right? Let's pick like Avengers Endgame that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, the movie, that's right? a great one. Like, was it fun to watch? You know, in a big screen with like like three hundred and sixty degrees sound. Yes, it was. Was it necessary? Not for me. Like, I enjoyed more the fact that we went to watch, you know, with friends than the fact that we were in a theater. Like, I would have been yeah. just as pleased to watch this at someone's house or, or something like that instead of in a the theater. Right? You, yeah, it's the shared experience that is, like, the one good thing left from from the theater. Yeah, definitely. You're right about, you know... Uh, going to the theater and seeing unique things. There was no great way to see them. You know, back up until I think the 80s, watching things at home was almost impossible if it wasn't on TV, right? VHS didn't really exist or if it existed, it was way too expensive for the masses. And so there wasn't a great way to watch stuff at home. But even earlier, uh, one of the biggest reasons, one of the biggest drivers for people to go to the theater was that theaters had air conditioning when (laughs) people's houses did not. So people literally went to the theater just to get cool. Yeah, yeah. I would say some people still do that, but like, I yeah, definitely, yeah, and, and, and there there's there was more, right? Like, there was no way to get like things had they had these this like sort of ordeal they had to go through, and I use ordeal in a very tongue in cheek manner. Like they had to had to be in the theaters because that that's how you would see if the movie was good because it was in the theaters and everybody went to watch it. And, you know, people 
asked for it to be kept longer so they could watch it again, blah, 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 blah. And then eventually somehow it would make it to your home. If it was in VHS or if it was yeah. on TV somehow or cable, right? That was different. You don't need that. You, some movies don't even have that anymore. Some very, very good movies came out only on their streaming services. Yeah. Right. And so, and you know, I know Spielberg was all like, oh, Netflix should not be an Oscars. I'll fuck you. It, like your time is gone. Like I love the guy as a director and as a movie maker, but like, I don't understand why these people like, and it's, it's such an endemic thing with the entertainment industry movies specifically where they're like, Oh no, the, the old way of doing things is the only way of doing things. Yeah. Right. And, and like, I know where he's coming from and the place he's coming from is fear because, because now he has much more competition to who's going to win the Oscar. Right. So much more. Yeah. Yeah. Like Netflix movies, not all of them, but like some of them are really like the same level as anything you watch in the theater. And those are usually not going to be the theater anyway. Because Netflix would much rather you stay at home and watch them than go to the theater and pay some third party, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I think the the fact that we're in the pandemic now and, and it made it sort of, like, stupid, really, to go into, and I'm repeating myself, going to a, a place crammed with strangers, I think that's just the catalyst of the a death knell that was happening for a while. That's my opinion. I think that's a hundred percent accurate. It's we're, st- we're everybody was like was like us, right? We go to the theater once in a while for like special movies, etc. Yeah, and and now that we don't even have, we're not allowed to do that. We're realizing like I don't really need to do that. Like it was nice to go, but it wasn't paramount to the experience, right? No, like, not at all. Like we had more fun. Like let's talk about the the shit stain that was Rise of Skywalker, right? The yep. best part of that was us fucking murdering the movie, you know, into hell after when we were having dinner. Yeah, that- we specifically made plans to go eat dinner because we knew, well, we were hoping we'd have something good to say about it, but we knew we would have stuff, something to say about it. Yeah, I actually wish we had like recorded the conversation we had there. That would have been a nice first episode, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, no, not, nice in the way that, of course, yeah, nice in the <laughs> way that we would we talked about it. And yeah. then when we tried to record an episode about it, it was like all like embers and no fire because we were so tired of talking about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, we lost all our steam. Yeah. We actually, as I recall, like after dinner, you even came back here to my house and we continued talking about it for another good two hours or something. So yeah, I, we, we had, we had, I think that's one of the reasons why we opted to record a podcast is we had yeah. so many thoughts about this godforsaken movie. Yeah. And, and so like, th- and, you know, going back to the subject here is you could easily, way more easily actually have that. You can have, you know, you can have the dinner while you watch the movie. And, you know, assuming the pandemic, you know, is over and we have vaccines, by which I mean, you know, it's safe to go into people's houses again. Mm-hmm. And then after the movie is done, you can have dessert while you skewer it to death. Like it's, it's, and you don't have to be around strangers necessarily yelling or blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's I I think for me I think that it was already a dying experience that this you know lockdown and quarantine and all that that kind of stuff just accelerated. Yeah, I I agree hundred percent. And so that 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 leads me to the conversation of of what can we what 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 comes out of this right? How do we do we 
kill movie theaters? I don't think that's the answer. I think people still want to go out and watch movies, but how does it morph? And I think the VIP is a good example of how it's morphing. And I think for me, the VIP is a very safe choice, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's giving people the ability to buy alcohol to watch movies, which, you know, honestly, it's kind of mind blowing that up until, and we're speaking from a Canadian perspective. I'm sure there are other perspectives in the world. And for example, I know there's the Alamo draft house in the States that has been serving alcohol with movies for years. Um, but, but that experience just seems to like, why didn't you let me do this before? Like, yeah. why, why was alcohol never a part of this? Why is getting real food never a part of this? It seems like a, it, it seems like a no brainer. And so is there a, a, an extrapolation of that to go bigger, to be like, cause right now it's, it's pub food, right? It's burgers, fries, nachos. Yeah. It's like, it's, you it used to be like, okay, I'm going to make a complaint here. It used to be okay. really good when it started. The food was actually pretty tasty when it yep. when it first opened. Now it's just kind of like meh quality. Yeah, it's, but yeah, it's not like fine dining, right? It's just it's you're right. It's pub fare. But if we if we were to if you were to partner like if you're when I say partner like put a restaurant a proper restaurant into a theater, um, you know think of think of any sort of high end chain restaurant. So we have Joey here in Canada, which would be a good example to use. If yeah. if you went to the theater and and you were able to sit at a table or a comfortable seating area, and order basically from the Joey menu to have with your movie, and then you were allowed to stay afterwards and you know have a cocktail, coffee, dessert to discuss the movie, that yeah. to me seems like a more long term solution for theaters to make money because now they're able to make money off of of the food experience, not just by you know destroying my pocketbook on popcorn um <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Right? That, that that's an interesting idea yeah and they have the space right for that like you might not be able to fit i don't know how many people fit in that well the vip is not a good example but how many how many people can you fit in a, in a regular room theater uh theater room a lot yeah, like right I, yeah yeah absolutely uh it, you wouldn't be able to fit as many people because you'd have you know the tables and whatnot but I I mean it's better than closing down, right? Cuz I honestly don't see it going back to the way it was before. You I might be offer, wrong. But. Well, no, I think you're right. I think you need to offer a premium experience in watching the movie. And like I'm sure they can offer a couple of theaters that are that budget experience that are just some seats and, you know, 15 bucks or 10 bucks for a ticket, but that's not going to be your bread and butter anymore. Yeah. And also I think uh, you know other things like if I don't know about you, but I don't. I'm not particularly fond of like 3D movies. I just think it's boring to have to put some, shove some glasses on my face, and you know, watch a slightly darker movie. That's basically how it feels to me. Like, yeah, I can see some 3D. It's like you, your brain kind of like ignores it after a while. Yeah. Uh, the only movie that I ever watched where this was an exception was Avatar, where you could see it was made in a way that that. You know, I'm not saying it was great in that sense, but at least it was made in a way that you could see it was incorporated into it, not just like an afterthought. So like that kind of stuff, I can still see being something you want to go to the theater to experience, like, you know, a, like a true, like really good 3D where, you know, I don't know, maybe this things happen around you or, you know, like a 4D where you get like the shaking and smells and that kind of stuff that, that I can see still like. You can't really do that at home. I don't see how no. that would that would work. But, but yeah, like the regular 
you know, 15 bucks ticket. Let's go just sit down and watch it. Something I don't see that being, I don't see that being a good model going forward. Not even just, I'm not even like, I'm going beyond what you're saying. You're saying it's not going to be their bread and butter. I, I think they just should just retire that particular experience and just go with something, you know, like if you want, you go to the theater to get something different from what you get sitting on your couch and watch your TV, basically. Yeah. I think that's the nail that, that hits it on the head, right? Like if you think about, we go back to, to music concerts or even live sports, right? Going to watch a live sporting event is a fundamentally different experience than sitting on your couch and watching the sporting event. And so you understand what you're paying for, right? You're going to, to see the performance. Um, you're going to get rid of all the people talking <laughs> over what you're watching in the case of sports. Um, and, and there's the atmosphere of being with the crowd and experiencing that. It's, it's exciting. But yeah, in the theater, being live is important too, right? Yeah, you're watching as it unfolds, right? Well, that's the thing, right? You're you're watching the musicians play, you're watching the players play. But a movie, yeah. I'm watching the actors act, but it's been recorded somewhere else. If it's not like the Broadway live theater where you literally watch people do their stuff, that is a completely different experience, and you understand why people want to go do that. Yeah, it's the same thing with music. You like you, you know, you're a fan of these people, and now you're seeing them live doing their th- their thing, not you know in the screen. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I think you're right in the sense that you need to offer something in a movie theater that is, that is not something you can achieve at home. And, and that line has been drifting closer and closer together. And we think, I think as we've seen with COVID, the line is almost completely blurred at this point, you know, like other than forcing people to only go to the theater, like with Tenet only came out in the theater. So if you want to see the movie, you have to go to the theater. Other than that, they don't have much else. And that's, exclusivity uh timed exclusivity uh, we all know this is gamers it's a very popular thing it doesn't really work that well like especially yeah even even the mulan thing you were talking about is yeah. not gonna like i would just go okay i'll wait another whatever and then i'll watch it when it's on disney plus without me having to pay another 35 bucks right? I, I agree with that but at least in the case of disney the the price point is one that's for a family makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then their kids can watch it 40 times over, right? That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Which you is get better than all ten- of the songs stuck in your head. Yeah, which is better than the tenant experience of everybody goes and pays $15 and you watch it once. And if you want to watch it again, you have to wait till it either hits a streaming service or you can purchase it from Google Play or Apple Store or whatever else. And and so like that's yeah, you fine. Get a, a, a nice side of COVID for your experience. <laughs> well, if your you're mind. lucky. <laughs> or unlucky, depending on who you are. But and that's a, that's the, that's the fundamental thing, right? Is like, I I I don't have a problem with people saying I want this early. I'm willing to pay for it. Yeah. But but the experience they're offering you with the movie theater to say, hey, come pay fifteen dollars, come watch Tenant in a the theater. I'm even going to take COVID off the table. You know, you don't have to get it this time. You can opt out. But <laughs> thanks, I appreciate it. You're welcome. I just I'm looking out for you. But yeah. even in that, even in that offering, like the movies that get a yes are are becoming less and less and less. And that's why movie theaters pump all their money into the Avengers and big summer blockbusters because those are the only ones that drag people to the theater. Yeah, because people are interested. Like I said, you know, I, I'm not going to stand here and say it would be the same you know, watching Avengers, exactly the same, the experience of watching a huge screen versus watching it on like a TV. But it's not significantly different enough that I would choose one over the other. That's the thing. Exactly. If you had told me back then, 
hey, you can pay, you know, whatever, 25 bucks to watch it on, on the VIP, or we can pay the same 25 bucks or whatever, 30 bucks yeah. to watch it on a TV at home. I would probably have picked the TV at home. Yeah, just invite your friends over, have a nice dinner, and then watch the movie, and then they can hang out afterwards. Like, and that's why even the suggestion I put out of, of a restaurant should do this. It's, it's you know it's an idea, but it's it's not the best because they they're stuck with dead time, right? Like you you know in the service industry, restaurant industry, you want to turn people over. You don't want them just sitting there and drinking coffee. Yeah, and at that point, you're they're stuck there for the time of the, for the length of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but at least in that scenario, you're getting something out of that offering that's more than just a movie. You're getting a, a, a you know food made by professional chefs, right? That's that's a valuable add to your experience. Honestly, like I was thinking when you were talking about that, like another th- here's another thing that that might actually happen is instead of you know the food coming into the the theaters, you might you know it's I don't think it would be a bad idea to have it in the opposite way where you get the the restaurant like a sort of a license to play the movie they have tvs all around anyway yeah right my like they do that with games anyway like if you go to like a jack astor's or, or something like that yeah. you know a lot of the time when it's really full is when people go there to watch you know watch them the the game and, and eat some food that could happen with movies and and, and stuff like that as well yeah like you know again using joey as the example joey is like it's it's you know, tenant night at Joey. Yeah. So they have a number of TVs all around different sidelines for people, tenants on, and the sound for the movie is loud. So it, it's the only thing you can hear in the theaters. And the, the intent is that everybody's watching that movie. That to me is more interesting than just going to sit in a theater. Like you don't get the big screen necessarily, but to the point of. You actually do of- there. If we're using the Joey we're used sure. to, they have a, a huge screen that you can watch in there too. Right? Yeah. yeah. But like, even so like this point, is all spitballing idea, right? It's, it's sure. just. There, all of those options. I think that this is the point we're trying to make. All of those options sound better than just sitting in a room watching a movie, yeah, by yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I used to do. The most times I go to the theaters, I went by myself. I had some time to kill. I wanted to watch a movie that other people didn't want to go watch, so I go by myself. And and some, even that somewhere in there, there's a sad boy reference, but I'll, I'll leave it. I, listen, it's it's too easy. You're better than that, I think. I, I'm not really, but carry okay. on. Okay. <laughs> But like, that's, that's like, that's the last refuge is like, you live with a partner, then I want to watch this movie. You only have one TV. It's like, I guess I'll go to the theater and watch it. But none of these scenarios are, yeah, let's go do this thing. They're more like, well, I guess it's the way we have to do it. So we'll do it. And that's, that is the crux of where theaters are. The movie theaters are stuck with now is that it's very rare that people are like, hell yeah, Avengers is coming to the theater. I want to see it in the theater. It's. I want to see Avengers. The only place I can see it is the stupid theater. So I have to go. I wonder if we have to kind of um, get a, someone who actually enjoys the kind of experience to kind of be the devil's advocate in this, because I, I remember hearing, you know, people talk about, uh, Oh, you know, it's, I go every week to the theater or I go, uh, you know, I go because I well, I like watching with a bunch of strangers. I don't know. It's hard for me to defend a position. I don't sure. <laughs> but really, you did that so well with the rap music one. No, but that one I do defend. Mm. I still stand by it. Mm. By, by. Anyway, um, 
So yeah, I, I think we might need to kind of ask someone, maybe do do a follow up on this one later. But I yeah, I don't see what is it that people can extract from the experience of simply going to a theater, sitting down and watching a movie, if there's nothing really fundamentally different from watching that in a in a TV, even if it's a big TV, right? Because like the 3D stuff, sure. The 4D stuff, sure. Even IMAX, right? Sure. That's that's something you can't really that like that easily reproduce in your house but just regular movie theater it's just sit down watch things like what why is it what is it about that experience that would be irreproducible in in your own home i don't mm -hmm. see that so maybe we need to talk to someone who actually enjoyed that experience and see if that's how they still feel about it yeah it would probably help to to a large degree to have that perspective because we are missing it here um and I'd be curious how, like, where they come from on that. Like, what what part of the theater experience they're really enjoying um, on that scenario? Because because that's the thing I'm not, I can't put my finger on. So, in the new scenario of watching movies, I think there are so many ways for people at home to to have that experience and capture that experience that that I think we're going to see more and more companies just opt to, to put it out for people to acquire, you know, in the case of Disney, they have their own streaming service, so they can push everything to there. Um, and I think you're going to see bigger companies, the bigger movie companies also opt to do their stuff. I, I've, I'm honestly lost now to who owns what scenario, like there's the HBO <laughs> max. And I think yeah. Warner brothers is a part of that. CBS has one. I don't know where universal stands, but I think a lot of them, I think one of the reasons why uh, Bill and Ted is available on Google Play and stuff is that uh, uh, I'm trying to look up who made it. Orion Pictures is a big production company, it seems. Uh, but that, well, I'll have to look into that. That's 89. But they're, they're, it's probably put up by a company that doesn't have a streaming service, right? Um, and so in that scenario of not having a streaming service, they'll opt to, to sell it um, through either Google Play or maybe, you know, Netflix will buy it, right? Like that's what happened with uh, Greyhound. Tom Hanks is you know, World War II ship movie. It was supposed to go to the theaters, but when COVID hit, they opted to sell it to Apple uh, for Apple yeah, Plus. So that makes they sense. could make their money back. Yeah. And, and, and this, I know we we're going to, we, we've been planning to talk about this at some point and we probably will once you're, that, that kind of idea hits other uh, studios and they start releasing their own streaming services, then we're going to have an overabundance of that. But that's a different conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like even, even if they choose to not do that, um, and just make use of a service that's already there. I bet you they can make a whole lot of money just licensing their stuff to multiple streaming services. Kind of like, you know, you have games that are exclusives, but you have games that are in every single store that there is, right? You mm -hmm. can buy them mm -hmm. in anywhere. And that's yeah. how they make their money is because, you know, those those stores sell their games and, and the developer gets it. This it could be the same with, a movie studio, right? You just offer it everywhere, including Disney, including Netflix, including even HBO if they want to, and just make money out of you know royalties there. Yeah, I, I, I that's how I see this playing out. Yeah, I think that that model is going to be more successful because I guess the question with that I shouldn't say it's more successful because the question with that is when you look at the theater model, I don't know what percentage of, of ticket sales theaters get. I'll have to look that up because I think it's not not high. 
And so in a scenario where theaters are stuck with whatever rules they're given by the movie co- movie companies, like they basically say, hey, you can have this movie and you get this amount of money. It, it It's a real backward scenario for them because they're they're dependent on getting the movie, but they have no control in it. And and the reason why I bring this up is if you're going to not, if you're not Disney, who can just put it on their own streaming service, is are you going to get the same rates for your licensing deals to say, hey, you know, I'm Greyhound, I'm going to sell to Apple Plus? Is you, are you going to make the same amount of money you would have if it went to theater? Yeah, I think that there's an extra, um, like factor in that is in that. You know, they still measure uh, a movie's uh, success by box office numbers, right? And so they would be like, because that that drives a bunch of other stuff um, in the industry. And so they would be, it would be a harder, like it wouldn't be as cut and and dry as okay, the movie we released the movie, it made a billion dollars in ticket sales. Yeah, that's pretty simple right now. Yeah. Right. And with with licensing and all that stuff, how do you do that? Like, no, like I know that Netflix and, and the other streaming services are notoriously like secretive about numbers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You never hear about anything. Exactly. They never say, oh, this million people have watched, you know, that movie or, or this movie. I think that that would have to change at least for sort of like if we if we go with a similar premise as what you described Mulan's doing where there's like a premiere sort of situation, I think that that needs to, that would need to change for the, for the, the studios to be more at ease with, okay, I need to see the numbers of how many people are watching this, uh, you know, on the premiere versus when it's syndicated or whatever. So, and, and that, that would be a hard sell, I think, for, for the likes of like Netflix. I know they like to hide those numbers because that gives not only competitors, but that gives people an idea of, you know, this is this is a good thing to watch. This is not a good thing to watch because they are going to want to push the stuff that is not being watched necessarily as much together with the really like um, popular stuff. Right. And, yeah. and no numbers, then suddenly nobody is going to oh, they, can, they can push the third as much as they want. We look at the numbers and say nobody's watching this. I'm not going to watch this. Yeah, right. it'll be interesting to see how they, they calculate those things. Like I was looking up Greyhound and they were saying thirty percent of, of the viewers of Greyhound when it went to Apple Plus were, were new viewers to the service. And I think so so they, they quoted as saying it had an opening as big as a a theater release. Mm-hmm. But like to the point of what you were saying, well, what the hell does that mean? Like they didn't give us numbers to say it sold the equivalency of, you know, a hundred million dollars over the weekend they just said oh it was equivalent and to me that's you know that's that's nonsense that doesn't mean anything equivalency is not equal it's just roughly the same uh, but but i don't think apple plus cares right apple tv didn't pay for yeah a number of views they paid no. for the 30 percent of people being new to the service and hopefully you know that sticking with catch it. rate staying yeah. yeah because like there's another thing like you know you talk about how many people like if you want to go to the theater, you have to to you know fork off you know fifteen dollars or whatever, right? And yeah. With with the streaming services, there's always a trial, so a lot of those people paid nothing to watch the movie actually. Yeah. Right, because it was just their trial and they watched it. And I've done this before where 
you know, I was like, oh, I, I, I haven't subscribed to this service. I'm just going to go there, subscribe to it for like the, the trial period and just watch the shit out of everything. Until everything the trial I wanted period. to see. Yeah. yeah. Like I would go back. Like, for example, I did this with when Disney Plus came out or rather when The Mandalorian came out. That's what I was like, okay, I'm going to watch The Mandalorian. So I'm going to do the trial. I'm going to watch everything I can in there yeah. that I want to watch. And then, you know, next time something comes out, probably Mandalorian season two, then I'll pay for a month, right? And then you'll rip through Mandalorian and everything else you possibly can. Exactly. That and, and that's that's basically how I'm going to do it. And I bet you a lot of other people are doing the same thing because it's not like it's rocket surgery, right? Yeah. It just yeah. makes sense. Like just to, to finish that point. Yeah. Is, sure. You know, a lot of, let's say the same number of people watched it on Apple uh, TV or Apple Plus TV, whatever the fucking name is. The it's thing Apple is. TV Plus. Okay. You, I, I just, was close. I was yeah. close. Um, so yeah, maybe the, the same number of people watch it on Apple TV Plus as they did, or, or as they would have on a theater opening. But that's like, how can you say it's because it would have had the same success when a lot of those people did not pay to watch it, and so they were like, "Oh, sure, I'll watch this movie now that it's free," right? Yeah. And, and and so would would like every single person that watched this on Apple TV Plus have gone to the theaters and paid for it? I'm not sure. You can you can't say either way. Yeah, you have no idea, but you're right. You can't you can't assume it's true that they would have. Yeah. And and so I think that that adds to my point of I don't know if if the model is pay for our subscription service and get whatever you want. As much as uh the Disney thing of thirty five dollars is like that seems a little steep. I think that's the model you want to have because a it lets people get something early if they want to. Uh, early adopters are happy to pay, you know, an extra fee. Yeah, but it but it also helps with with the fact that you want to make money off this. And to your point, like, is if you know, I think I looked it up. The Greyhound movie only cost fifty million dollars to make. So in that scenario, that's a really cheap movie to make. Yeah. In Holy terms of shit. Hollywood stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so in that case, you know, let's say they paid eighty million dollars, you know, or whatever. Their attach rate is fine. They don't care. If they just get thirty percent of people to sign up and maybe fifteen percent of those people stay, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure there's they they knew the math and the economics of that to say it's worthwhile. But but that doesn't work if your movie costs five hundred million. Or mm -hmm. it works, but the, the metric on there are way different. And if people operate like you or, you know, even worse, I don't think everybody can afford to have three, four or five different streaming services uh, yeah. you know, a month. And, and we look at them like you can have Netflix and never pay for anything else and have stuff to watch forever, basically. Yeah. So, so the incentive to have multiple streaming services is low. So then if that's the case, at best, someone signs up to watch, you know, Greyhound on on Apple Plus, and they pay. I don't know what the fee is, but let's say it's ten dollars a month, and they pay it once. They watch their movie, and then they leave. Honestly, it probably makes more sense for, you know, using a like sort of like a premiere uh, idea, like kind of like Mulan, but not tie the person into buying into paying for the thing uh, monthly, actually. In that scenario, because, you know, as you were saying, not everybody can afford to have multiple streaming services at a time, which is true. But like if we're going by the same people that would buy a $15 ticket to watch a movie once. Yeah. Right. If we go, you know, same value from one to the other, 
then you know even if those people say i don't want to you know i whatever i don't want to sign up for amazon prime video for example right but i will pay 10 bucks 15 bucks to watch this movie once and so yeah. you can say hey you can pay the same 15 dollars once and don't worry we're not going to keep on charging you every time you're just paying this time but now you get to watch these all of these things for the same amount of money yeah, I think that's that's an excellent point. You reverse the marketing on them instead of saying it's $35 for just Mulan. It's $35 for Mulan, which is everybody else pays. But if you're not a subscriber, you get everything else for a month so you can try it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's that I think that's that's a way better model. And then if they don't want it after that month, no big deal. But at least then you're charging a premium price for that access. You're you're uh displaying it to them as a value add instead of forcing them to subscribe to then pay up <laughs> an additional fee. And that's a, that's a much better uh, marketing standpoint to come from. Yeah. And, and we know a lot of people like that exclusivity, right? If you walk around, well, not now, but like before you walk around Toronto and then you have people standing in like minus 15 degree weather outside a store, because there's going to be whatever, you know, exclusive Jordans yeah. at an Air Jordan store. Some, like, some Supreme garbage is coming out. Or that. Yeah. So, you know, that people will pay, you know, with time and money for, you know, oh, mm -hmm. I was the first one to do this or I watched it when it came out. And yeah. so I think, you know, I don't think it's wrong to capitalize on that. Like people get the value they want out of it because, oh, I, I watched it at the very same second it came out. Yeah. And But then you pay a premium for it. And, and I think, you know, just tying that into, hey, by the way, after you watch this movie, you still get like, whatever, two weeks a month of watch everything else that you want. You watch the movie again if you want in, in, in a few months or whatever. Yeah. No, I think that's 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 an excellent way to, to structure it for sure. Yeah. And I think the bottom line is, you know, going back to what, what, what we how we opened this is I don't think that it's first of all, I don't think that it's wise to, you know, start opening theaters and cramming a bunch of people. I, this is like the fifth time I say this. I don't care. It's true. <laughs> Tell stop, me how you really feel. Stop cramming people into small enclosed spaces. Right. With a pandemic out. But, but moreover, I think that this is the time to realize that that model is outdated and it wasn't working really all that well already before the pandemic and just, you know, transition this. Like that, that experience to me needs to die. Yeah. Right. I, 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 before we talked, I was like, oh, it might die. I, now I think it needs to die because it's, it doesn't make sense. It costs more money than it needs to, to everybody involved. Right, and there are better alternatives. Yeah, yeah, no, I I 100% agree with you. Um, it we see it time and time again in so many industries where people refuse to acknowledge where the industry is moving, and yeah, and yeah. They music are crushed, they die for it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, look at uh, photography. Right, Kodak used to be the brand name in, in photography, and yep. because they couldn't get on board with the idea that digital cameras were a thing. I don't know if they are gone or bankrupt, but they basically don't exist. Um, yeah, no, nobody talks about Kodak anymore. Like, no. not not the way that they did, like when we were kids. No, like Kodak moment was was a catchphrase, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I've forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. just remember it now. So that's, I mean, that's the fundamental thing, right? This is the time when you know people aren't coming anyways. This is the time to experiment, to see what you can do, to see what you can get to add, give you that value add to keep theaters alive because as companies realize they can make the same amount of money or more by selling their movies to these distribution channels, 
Uh, or in the case of Disney, if Disney can get near the same amount of money they were going to get by having it on on Disney Plus and keeping subscribers there and driving those numbers up, theaters are going to be fucked. Yeah, because there's they're not there's there's just going to lose movies. Movies just won't even look to go to theaters anymore. Yeah, like. Imagine if Disney goes, you know what? We're making more money just showing this on Disney Plus with like the premiere thing of 35 bucks to, to watch with the whole family. I'm not even going to bother negotiating with these guys. Yeah. How many how many IPs do they own? Like all of them, basically? Last time I checked. Yeah. So like what are theaters are gonna show? Oh, we're showing some, you know, we're we're replaying ET for the umpteenth time again because that's what we can. Oh, they can't because it's also Disney. So forget about that. Yeah, nice try. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that I hadn't even thought of that, but yeah, if if they find a model that is more profitable, the problem is just visibility and and optics as well because you say, "Oh, you know, the movie went to the theaters and made a billion dollars." I'm referring again to Avengers, right? Yeah. Or it's almost 2 billion dollars I think it was. And sure. and then that's that's, you know, that sounds good, right? When and and that that drives other things. But if they can say the same way, oh, yeah, we premiered, you know, Avengers 17, you know, Kid Avengers on, on Disney Plus. <laughs> and the fir that first day, uh, whatever, 30 million people just in, in like the US watched that on the very first second that yep. it came out. Kind of like what, you know, HBO did with uh, Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. That is also super impressive. And it's profitable because they didn't have to pay anybody to, you know, show the movie, and they didn't didn't have to share whatever, however much of the money that they share with the theaters and other, and so on and so forth. So yeah, I I can see that being like the final blow. Yeah, you nailed a lot of it. I think there's I have two final points on. One is I think marketing is going to be fundamentally changed, and I don't think it necessarily will be cheaper, but you might be able to find some savings because if if you're Marvel, you're putting out Avengers. Everybody knows you go to Disney to get that. So you don't have to necessarily market as hard or you can target your marketing in a much different way to get people to go watch those movies. But you can probably do it very similarly anyway. Yeah. More importantly, I think there's a ton of information, a ton of information that movie companies can get from video game companies to understand how, how to market, how to talk about numbers, how to talk about the financial impact. And you nailed it on the head, right? The idea that we have 30 million people, watch the movie on the first day it's like you know how many video game companies like destiny does this all the time they're like oh we have x number of subscribers or x number of concurrent players on twitch or numbers like that that will signify if something is a big deal or not that doesn't necessarily need to to rotate around the idea that this movie made two billion dollars once they unlock that that's you know that's a huge piece and that's game over for the theaters yeah, my only fear with this idea is that they actually listen to you and then suddenly you watch the whole movie and they say, if you want to see the ending, download this DLC. I really, I don't want to see that. Why, so, why, why does your brain do these things? What's wrong with you? Who hurt you? Can you, can you not see that happening? No, that's, yeah. would, that's because people wouldn't watch. What I can I know, see I happening is, is we get, we watch a movie, we watch a two and a half hour movie and that's your main game. And then and then you can buy the DLC package and there's like 10 more episodes at 30 minutes each. Or like behind the scenes. Well, they do that already. Yeah. Yeah. It's called but the like, DVD or Blu-ray now. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it's going to be as bad as you think, but no, no, yeah. no. I, I'm just, this is just end of world scenario kind of thing that my head well, goes to a couple of times a day. It's not hard to get there. So I, I understand yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. I think it's, it's something that it, you know, video games have been this way where it's just directly to consumer for the most part, uh, a lot longer. And yeah, it's, it's, it's worked, right? Games yeah. now are, are just as big a, a production as a movie is sometimes bigger. Yeah. The gaming yes. industry makes more money over the year than the movie industry does for sure. Yeah, no, I was, I, I know, but I was more saying about how much it costs to make a movie and, it, and it, it's about the same as making a AAA game. I was telling our audience in case they didn't know. Uh, People cares about them. Oh no, wait, we care. Never mind. Yeah. Um, please, please don't stop listening. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, they they it's they're equivalent now in terms of like the the amount of money that it moves both both with making the money and also like spending that money to get stuff done, right? Yeah. And For so sure. I I think they could definitely take a page out of that and and be very profitable. And the the thing is, theaters take a lot a lot of space, so that would be something they would have to figure out what to do with those spaces, right? That's really the the thing that comes out of this. Indoor soccer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> why? Okay. I'm not even going to ask why. No, that's what we, it, it, weird, weird tangents. I think we're done with this topic. So I'll, I'll, I'll finish this tangent and we'll, we'll shut this podcast <laughs> All right, down. Fine. fine. Um, but, but a lot of curling clubs, and for people who don't know what curling is, it's a Canadian game that we play with ice, uh, on ice with stones. And look it up on Google. I don't have enough time to explain the rest of it. It's but hilarious. A lot, of, a lot of curling clubs in Toronto closed because, Curling is a seasonal winter sport, and the space is perfect to put indoor soccer in, which can run all year round. Oh, interesting. That makes sense, actually, yeah. And so I think theaters being a large block, you could probably put a lot of gym space or soccer space or box stores in them and not even worry about it. Yeah. I don't... So I'll make my last point, and then we can finish this conversation. I don't think that theaters are going 100% away. But I think they're going to have to change their model heavily and, and invest in other things to stay afloat. Otherwise, it's just going to be bankruptcy after bankruptcy. That's why I see it. That's how I see it. I, yeah, I 100% agree with you. Okay. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today, if I'm not mistaken. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us. Uh, please send us an email to yourwrongcast at gmail.com. The puzzle, as always, is to figure out how to spell your wrong. But It's uh, an easy have, puzzle. Come on. I have, faith, I have faith in you, listeners. I think you can do it. Uh, for now, I'm Matt. And I'm Luciano. And we're here to tell you that you can have your opinion. Lots of them. Please have as many opinions as possible. But you know, deep down in your darkest of dark places, your opinions are wrong. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>